Hi everybody, welcome back to this video. Today we're gonna to talk about triggers um, in many different levels. Uh, my name is Shan, I'm the recovery pastor here at Trussell First United Methodist Church. And today, Scott Jones, who is the chaplain at Brother Brian Mission, has agreed to join me on this crazy venture. <laughs> so before we get started talking about triggers and how um, different things affect our lives, would you like to pray us in? Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. Father, we, we thank you uh, for the many, many times that we can come to you when we've messed up again, Father God, and, and you accept us with open arms. Father God, I, I thank you for your forgiveness, for your compassion, and for your love. And Father God, I thank you for this ministry here that reminds people of that love and that compassion that you have for us, that, that no matter how many times we have messed up in the past, that you still love us. Every time we come to you, moment to moment, Father God, you're here. So I pray that that the words spoken tonight, Father God, would bring you honor and glory, Father God, and it would bring people closer to you, Father. I, I thank you so much for the opportunity that you give us to be a part of your team. We love you and we thank you. It's in your awesome and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So talking about triggers, triggers or stressors, those are anything that will um, invoke or stir old emotions thoughts, anything that takes us back in time to a place where we were in an addiction. Mm -hmm. And we keep saying addiction is not just alcohol and drugs, it's gambling, it's shopping. There are a whole list right, of addictions. Right, right. But triggers are could be anything from a thought, a feeling, a memory, a person, a place, a thing, even a car, mm -hmm. an event, an activity, an emotion, specific dates even. Right. So right. that big of a spider web, we can only imagine how many triggers can impact our lives. Right. And we deal with a lot of guys with the mission that around holidays mm -hmm. are, are tough times because they are when they lost a loved yeah. one. Um, or, or the anniversary of a divorce. Those, those things are, are triggers as well. And uh, we find a lot of guys coming in our office wanting to talk on, on those particular yeah. days. And so, yeah, it can be any number of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I know for me, a lot of times uh, it can be music. I hear yeah. something on the radio and I remember when I was doing this or when mm -hmm. I was doing that. And a lot of times I very quickly have to change the, the channel. Mm -hmm. But there's also opportunities where I hear old worship music that reminds me of when I first came to know yeah. the Lord and I go, oh man, I heard, hadn't heard that song in 20 years, yeah. you know, and it reminds me of the newness that I had when, when I first came to the Lord mm -hmm. and that can encourage me. So yes. so there there are good triggers out there, but we're mainly talking about bad triggers tonight. So Yeah, and um, I, when I talk about triggers, people laugh at me because I share this story about What's the difference between triggers and tiggers? And most people are like, the character on Pooh? What? <laughs> yes, actually, yes. <laughs> so um, a trigger, think about it like this. So you're walking down the road, and you're on vacation, and you're seeing all the sights, and you're taking everything in, the sounds, the smells, and then someone walks up or runs up and slaps you in the face. What would be your reaction? I probably wouldn't go the way I want it. <laughs> they want it to. Uh, we might go Old Testament yeah. with it, you know. <laughs> That, that might be one of them times I might have to get forgiveness. You know, <laughs> you know that Old Testament of I'm not going to spare the rod in this case <laughs> because somebody's going to get a beat down. Yeah. <laughs> but I also tell people that's how a trigger um, comes into our lives. It comes in so quickly. It throws us into a fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And we either can stay in our sobriety, stay in our walk, and set boundaries 
or it is so overwhelming it consumes us. Right. What are some of the things you've you can think of um, that maybe put us on the fence of do I set boundaries or do I allow it into my life? You know, for me, um, when 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 God brought me out of my addiction. There's a lot of things that had to change. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, people, places, and things have to change. And so there's a lot of people that I had to walk away from. And some of them, um, here I am 20 years later, and they've not been added back to my life. And some of them have. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had people contact me on Facebook or, or whatever and say, hey, I, I see that you're a Christian now. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I want to talk to you. And, and those times are great. But then there's people that you have to kind of steer clear of because they still have the same baggage and they're still pretty much in the same place mm-hmm. that I was when I walked away 23 years ago. Right. And so those those instances, you have to be very careful um, because there, there are some people that I cared about, you know. Yeah, it, it, um, absolutely. And it, and it wasn't something that I, I took lightly. It was um, something that I prayed about and, and I really felt like for my sobriety and for the ministry that God has for me, I have to I have to set boundaries. And there's certain people that aren't allowed um, to speak into my life. Mm-hmm. And, and there's certain people that I want to speak into my life. Right. And so it's, it's very important that we do have those boundaries set. And a boundary is not, <clears throat> it's not judging someone else. Right. A boundary is making sure we're safe right. in our walk, in our recovery, regardless of what that is. Even if it's um, an app on your phone, mm-hmm. delete the app. Mm-hmm. You can't do it anymore. Right. Um, you had shared some stories about some things that activities you thoroughly enjoyed, but because of their association with what was going on with your past, right? you had to say, oh, I can't do that. Right. I, you know, I, I had to walk away from hot wings for a long time because it's impossible to eat hot wings without, <laughs> without a cold beer, right? Uh, so I thought... Um, but now, um, God has has brought me to the point to where it's not it's, that's not an issue. But for a while it was, and for a while uh, I didn't have hot wings, and for a while I couldn't grill out because if I grilled out, there again I had to have something in the yeah. other hand, and uh, you know I couldn't go fishing because who fishes without without a cooler, you know? And so there there's aspects of my life that there had to be boundaries. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are temporary boundaries. Sometimes there are permanent boundaries. Right. And, and those boundaries were, were temporary. I, I knew that someday I'd get to the point uh, to where I could I could do these things again. You know, I remember going to the grocery store and knowing which aisle the alcohol was on, mm-hmm. and I would go one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, because mm-hmm. I would skip the center aisles where the alcohol was. You know, whereas now, twenty something years later, it doesn't bother me, and and so I can go down these aisles. And it's, it's not a temptation. But for a while, if I smelled it, if I if I saw it, it even if, if I heard a pop-top from a Coke, I would right. look and, you know, what was that, you know? Yes. And so you have to protect yourself. Like you said, um, boundaries aren't necessarily me saying you're a bad person. Right. Boundaries saying I'm not going to allow myself to get back in that situation mm-hmm. again. And so um, it's very important. And... I don't know if selfish is the right word, but you have to be a little selfish with your I think, recovery. I think that's a good word. In your in your recovery, you have to be selfish um, of your space because the enemy brings in what's known to us. Right. And that's how he slips back into our lives. Right, right. So I think that's a very fair word to use. And like you said, hearing the, uh, the Coke pop top. So when I'm talking to people about triggers and tiggers, 
I, I share the story about um, a lady that, and I'm not sharing anything that she wouldn't share. She would get a coffee cup out every morning, add her beverage, and then pour the coffee on top of it. Mm-hmm. That way she could hide it from her grandchildren because her children knew, but her grandchildren did not. Mm-hmm. So if her grandchildren found out, they would tell her children. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it sounds, a coffee cup was enough. She said that she would be white-knuckling, fighting the urge to take a coffee cup down and pour a beverage in it. That was the, what she used. So her family thought she was crazy when she took all the coffee cups out of her house. And if she goes to a restaurant where they serve coffee afterwards, she says, I can't go. I can't do it. Well, there again, it's very important. You know your limitations. Yes. And you have to stay within those. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to get outside of that and everything be okay. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't work that way. It's, it, you know, there's lanes on the road. You don't drive off right. the side of the road and think your car is going to be fine. You're going to wreck. So, you know, we have to stay within the lanes of mm-hmm. our life as well, knowing that there's danger over here. You know, when I, when I was younger, I used to think that the, that the guardrails were there to keep me from having fun. Well, I realized the guardrails are to keep me on the road yeah. so I won't injure myself. Yeah. And and so we have to allow these guardrails to protect us from ourselves in many times. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I don't think that's, you know, it's not strange to me. It might be <laughs> right. strange to some people. I, I can go, I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was in high school, if you ever saw me in high school and I had a Gatorade, there wasn't just Gatorade in in, right. in the bottle, right? And so, after my addiction, there was there was there was a period where I couldn't stomach Gatorade and couldn't stomach orange juice, you know, mm-hmm. because of what they represented, right? You know, and um, so these these triggers are things that you've got to be aware of, and don't just go into it willy nilly. That you think, oh, it's going to be all okay. Um, you you've got to be protecting you got to protect yourself and and be thinking about it and i I tell the guys all the time um we can't just live for the moment anymore we've got to we've got to stop playing checkers and start playing chess meaning Mm -hmm. you got to be three steps ahead um because the enemy is is 10 steps ahead oh absolutely you know and so that's why it's so important that that we know our parameters and and we try our best to stay within them and to protect ourselves Mm -hmm. Because the enemy is trying everything he can to knock you off, Absolutely. and and so, you know, that's that's why it's very important to to be careful about what you allow into your life. Mm-hmm. And and I've had people because um, I was previously involved with a, a jail ministry, and I've had people say they were so angry that they got caught, but someone else didn't. And I have to remind them because you saying the guardrails reminded me of this. I have to remind them that sometimes jail or a facility, a, a mission, a rehab, is a guardrail that God put up. Mm-hmm. Because he knew the enemy was fixing to take us off the cliff. Right. And so he popped that guardrail up, whether it's jail, whether it's a rehab, whether it's a mission, regardless what it is, you can be mad all you want to, but it saved your life. Right. Um, that's one of the things that, that we quickly get caught up in anger. We get quickly right. caught up in emotions instead of being thankful for what God has put in our life mm-hmm. for those guardrails. One of our chaplains at, at, at Brother Brian, uh, he come to know the Lord in prison. 
and now he's a chaplain. And if it wasn't for him going to prison, who knows? Right. Right. And so, you know, it's one thing we share with the guys that your idea of right and God's idea of right aren't always going to be the same. <laughs> you know, here's here's what you <laughs> should do, God. No, that's not how it's going to work. You right. know, um, and so, you know, I had no desire to do what I'm doing. You know, you if, if you'd have told me 20 years ago that I'm going to attend church, I would have been surprised. But you're going to tell me that God's called me to the ministry you have lost your mind. You must have been drinking some of my. I was like, you need to be in rehab for telling right, me that. Right, right. And, and so when when we surrender to God mm-hmm. and and He opens up His vision for us and yeah. and we see and it's like I told the guys used to be where I, I prayed for jobs and money and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm praying that He expands my territory. That, yeah. that He gives me more people. That you know. We're looking at buying another building so we can take more men into mission. I'm like, yes. You know, Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's more men, yeah. more men off the street, more men here in the Word of God. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Is that, is, that's me? You know, I'm, I'm happy about that. That's my prayer. But it's, it's really cool how God can change us when we start focusing on Him. And I like it a lot better. Yeah. You know, the guardrails. They're are, good. They're a good thing. Yeah. You know, I, I thank you for the guardrails. Yes, absolutely. Right? You know, because when I could just ride off like I wanted to, I wrecked it. I, I, you know, I messed up a lot of mm-hmm. things, hurt a lot of people, a lot of things I'm ashamed of. Yeah. And I tell the guys now, I can lay my head down at night. I fairly like this guy, right? You know, he, he can't grow hair, but he, <laughs> he, he's a pretty nice guy, you know. And and, I, and I'm, I'm okay with who yeah. I am, right? I have a peace. That's what I was going to say. There's something about being able to lay your head down at night with peace. Right. Um, you don't know what all God's going to do. And you may have lost a lot of material things that you had before, but they weren't important. Right. They they only satisfied a temporary need. But what God has coming to you, like you said, you know, y'all buying another building and, and bringing more men in off the street, but that's also more men going out Absolutely. to proclaim the gospel. Absolutely. So that's like that... that ultimate wave um we always say put your faith feet into action and cause a ripple effect mm-hmm. you guys are doing like a tidal wave effect we i tell the guys all the time most of our classes have 15 to 16 guys jesus only had 11 so you yeah. know hey we're good yeah. <laughs> god blessings cups overflowing absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, it's very exciting um my my intern um, he left today. He went back to Mississippi where he's from, and he is so excited about carrying the good news to Mississippi and to his family. And he's like, I wonder if I could start a CR. I'm like, yes, you can yes. start a CR. You know? And so we, we put him in contact with some people about in Mississippi about trying to you know get a CR started. And, and that right there is it's like a proud parent sending your child off. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, I told him, I said, I said, I'm happy and I'm sad at the same time. I hate to see you go, but... I know what you're going to do, yeah. and and that is so encouraging for me. And that's the kind of stuff that that feeds that desire to get up in the morning and go mm-hmm. back down there, you know. Because that there's you know there's times where you think people's got it and then they don't, and you're like, oh. And a trigger comes up. Absolutely, and you know that the holiday or whatever, yes. and and we've had guys, um, you know, that's been quarantined they, they you know i gotta get out i gotta get out and so they go and they leave to get out and they come back and go hey i didn't want to get out sorry yeah it's, it's you know and and as much as i hate to say it <laughs> I, I i appreciate what 
what the government is doing for us, but the stimulus check has got all of the staff scared to death, right? The worst thing in the world I want to give a person in recovery is, is $1,200, you know? Mm. and Because money alone can be a trigger. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and, and you don't think about the whole picture. You think about the here and now. And mm-hmm. so many of us, we, we've worried about the here and now so much, that's all we know. We don't know how to plan. And so, you know, that's one thing that we try to do. We try to set up a budget with the guys. We try to, you know, what do you want to do? We, we've got three guys that went through our program that are in in seminary right mm-hmm. now. Um, never would have dreamed they would have go to seminary. You know, what do you want to do? I think I want to do what you do. Awesome. Let's get yeah, paperwork let's, started. Let's get you, know? you just rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, my desire is to work myself out of a job. That's, that's you know, um, that's what discipleship is, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, that, Jesus taught. That's why I tell them here. Yeah. My job is to work myself out of a job. Absolutely. Jesus taught the 11 how to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, that it wasn't just about them getting to a better place, but it was teaching other people how to get to a better place to teach other You know, and it just, it's a ripple effect, like you it said. Is. And that, that is what excites me mm-hmm. about what we get to do. That's what excites me about the gospel, that Jesus says, I want you to go and share yeah. this with other people. And I'm just like, well, you know, I tell the ladies, <clears throat> I'm not meant to speak life into every woman's situation. That's not what I was made for. My job is to speak life into this little bubble, mm-hmm. the women that are here, just like y'all are doing at the mission, and then it's their job to go speak life into the to the rest of the women. Absolutely. And, you know, we have to learn to manage our, our triggers, our boundaries, everything that's going to come at us, because Scripture says we don't know the day and time. Right. Okay, we don't know the day and time of Christ's return. We don't know the day and time when the, the enemy is going to come running up on the street and slap us in the face with a trigger. Right. We don't know the day and time of anything. So... To manage our our boundaries, manage our triggers, appreciate the guardrails. Right. But like you said, be be in that moment, in that celebration when you when you hear somebody say, "I want to follow Jesus." Right. That is an amazing feeling because when you when you've watched somebody like like I'd said before in a previous video, I've watched women go from the jail cell to standing in the pulpit giving their testimony and leading and and speaking life into their other lives and it's just amazing. Right. It is like you're watching you your children. children. Right. It is amazing. There's no other way. and I tell people when you when you master the art of keeping your triggers in check, because that's something you'll do from now on, there there comes this balance. Mm-hmm. It does get easier. Um but you have to be real. You can't ever become complacent. Right. Because that's where we see people that are doing so great work, and then they stumble. They become complacent, and they stumble. I'll share one of the guys today. If, if you imagine a mountain, you know, when we think about a mountain, we think about straight up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the way it actually is, is you go up a little ways, mm-hmm. and then it plateaus, and then you go and then you go up a little ways, and it plateaus, and it's almost like stairs. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we'll get up a couple stairs and then we go, okay, well, this is good. Yeah, I'm good. I'll I, stay right here. Yeah. And you're still not where you need to be, where God wants where you to be. Where he's calling you to be. Right. And, and that's where we have to be careful of the triggers. That's where, you know, I tell the guys that, you know, that's when, um, for us, it's, it's phone calls from home. Yeah. You know, honey, I miss you. 
um, or, or whatever, or, or their buddy calling and saying, "Hey, I think she is fooling around." You know, tugging on the heartstrings, the right. emotions. And, you know, insecurity can be a trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, worry mm-hmm. can be a trigger, and 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 then we have guys like, oh, "Well, I just have to leave and get back to work." Well, you were working when you before you got here, right? So work's not what you need. We know what you need, right? And and so, you know, like you said, you've got to be careful of those triggers. They're always going to be there. And yeah. I, I tell the guys all the time, if if that bothers you, God's going to let it happen until it doesn't, right? You know. And so, he, you know, just pray and take the triggers away. That's that's not within His best interest because He He needs you to be able to deal with it. Rise above them, acknowledge right. them, and move past them. Right. Like I said, now I can go down those grocery aisles because yeah. no longer is it a trigger, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a victory for God, not for me. That's right. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of us we we prayed that God would, would remove the triggers, and, and I think what we need to pray is that God would give us the strength yeah. to be able to overcome these triggers, and 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 so. Um, that's what he, he's not in the business of making your life easier. He's in the business of making your life, making you tougher, making you stronger. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we have to realize that there's always going to be triggers there. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to, you know, have a, have a great day and, and I'm hitting scan on the radio and boom, there's that song and you go, oh. It just throws you backwards. Right. And, and, and that's where you, that's where you have to remember, don't take these thoughts captive, you know, take these thoughts captive and, and don't dwell in it. And I hit. And keep going, keep, keep going, scanning, keep, keep scanning. going, keep going. You know, we can't sit here and, you know, because there's times where I go, oh, I remember. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. You know, not going to dwell on that I, memory. I don't want to go. Yeah, right, because there's nothing good tied to that memory. Right. And so um, God's desire is, is that we learn how to, to deal with these and overcome them through him. Right. Because we can't do it on our own. We tried, and that's why it's still Yeah, and, and seeing the trigger through our eyes— it still holds the um, not sure the exact word I'm looking for. It still holds the uh, the draw, mm-hmm. the the urgency, because um, the world has an unlimited supply of what the flesh wants. Right. And so we have to. Um, I think we have to pray for clarity and discernment. Mm-hmm. Also, to start seeing triggers, people, places, things, emotions through God's eyes. Right. Right. Again, we're not saying boundaries are to judge anybody or anything like that. We have to learn to love people where they're at, right? But maintain our healthy recovery walk, right? So, is there any word of encouragement for someone um, that may be, maybe they're facing a trigger, but they're afraid someone else might think, "Well, that's just stupid to deal with." Yeah, you know, I, I know for for myself. Um, I didn't want to show weakness to anyone. I wanted everybody to think I was tough and strong. And, and that's one thing that we see at, at, at Brother Brian mm-hmm. is a lot of the guys, they don't want to admit that they've been beat down. They're still just as yeah. tough and just as strong. And and so, you know, I, I think that it's, it's very important that that you know your boundaries, you know your limitations, and you know that when you run out is where God picks up. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, like I said, his desire isn't, to make it easier and smooth it over. His desire is for you to have to come to him and say, I can't do this. And, I need you. And learn to be an overcomer through him. Right. And so I, I think I would, I would just, you know, encourage everyone to continue to seek him. Right. It will get easier. It is possible. I'm sitting here with over 20 years sobriety because he loves me. Right. 
because he saw something in me I couldn't see in myself. He loved me when I didn't love myself. And so that's what he wants for you, that, that you see yourself the way he sees you. Scripture says he, we're creating the image of God, mm-hmm. right? And so when God looks at me as messed up as I think I am, he goes, perfect. Right? That's my child. That's my son right there, and he is perfect. He looks mm-hmm. just like me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like my son for years, people would say, you like your dad? And he said, no, I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> and then after a while, he goes, yeah, yeah I, I do. do. <laughs> you know? And so when, when we realize that we are creating the image of God, not saying that we're perfect, we're creating an image of perfection. And when God looks at us, He doesn't see our flaws. He doesn't. He doesn't see the triggers that we're hung up on. Right. He sees what He created, and and what He created was trigger free. Right. What He created was a strong woman, strong men mm-hmm. that that seek Him, that chase after Him wholeheartedly. That's what He sees, and that's what He wants us to see when we look in the mirror. And everything that Scripture says He created, He said it was good. So if right. God says it's good, right. Not trying to be rude, but nobody else's opinion matters. <laughs> Just my thoughts. Well, well and, and, and I share with the guys all the time. I love my guy. I love each and every one of my guys, but I do not walk in there every day going, "How am I doing today?" Right. Right. Am I a good guy today? Because God tells me who I am. I don't. Exactly. Because there's people that one day you love me, one day you hate me, and if if I give you what you want, I'm a great guy. And if I tell you no, I'm a horrible guy. I can't ride that roller coaster Mm-mm. with you, right? No. God tells me that I'm always his. Even when I was messing up in my addiction, he wasn't real proud of me, but I was still his. You're still his, absolutely. Right? And and so when we're walking with him and and we feel the presence and we can feel his his acceptance, that's all we really need, mm-hmm. right? I want to hear well done my good and faithful servant. I, yes. I don't I don't I don't need your attaboy. Yeah, I don't you need know? him to pat him back. I just need God to be happy a- with ab- me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So the important thing we're trying to make sure that you understand is know who you are because of whose you are. And if you're facing a trigger that someone tells you, you know, they kind of downplay it, that it's not important, um, it's not a big deal. If it's a big deal to you and it could um, wreck your sobriety, it's a big deal to everybody, okay? So reach out. Reach out to someone. You can reach out through the Facebook page. You can reach out through the church website. Just reach out because your sobriety does matter to us. We don't know who all is watching this video, but your sobriety absolutely matters to us. So this video, again, we're talking about triggers. So before we wrap up, would you like to pray us out? Absolutely. Father God, we, we thank you for the fact that we do matter to you, Father God, that you do care about everything we care about. And Father God, you want to wipe away all the fears, all the anxieties. Your word tells us repeatedly to fear not, to do not be in fear, to not allow fear to overtake us. So Father God, I just lift up everyone that is watching this video right now. I speak against fear in their life. I speak against the doubt that the enemy would throw on them that would tell them that they're not worthy of your love. Father God, your word says we're worthy because the blood of Christ makes us worthy. So we thank you so much for the fact that you make us worthy. It's got nothing to do with us. So, Father, I just pray for each person here that is watching today that that whatever their struggle is, whatever their sin is, Father God, that they would confess it, confess it to you, confess it to someone else, and then they would they would desire a oneness with you, Father God. Father God, we know that you 
do not want us to, to do this alone, Father God. You desire for us to, to do this in community with people. We need people. So, Father God, I pray that everyone watching here, that they would know that they have a community here that they can contact that will pray with them, that will lift them up, and will, will walk with them through this because we don't look at you like like your sin. We look at you the way God does through love. And so, Father God, I thank you for the opportunity that you give us to speak into people's lives. And I pray that right now you would take this video and you would just touch people's heart, that you would change people's lives, Father God. So we thank you and we love you. It's in your awesome and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So remember, we always tell you with every video, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action and cause a ripple effect. Because I will tell you, it is very addictive to watch God move in yes. your community. Yes. It is a very um, addictive thing to be involved in a recovery ministry. So please put your faith feet into action and cause a ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody. Be blessed.